At Prairie Gardens, our custom framing experts see the big picture and give it the perfect frame. Photos, keepsakes, art, you name it, we can frame it. Surrounding what you love with the best moldings and matte combinations around at the right price. Whether it's for you or a gift for another, we'll create a frame as special as the memory that's in it. Prairie Gardens Custom Framing. Frame the moments that matter. Springfield and Duncan Champagne. Well, good morning. I'm Tamara McDaniel, and this is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. Join us if you can. We're at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. You can even phone in at 356-9397 or text us your questions at 351-5357. We have plant experts standing by, including Mr. Steve Brown. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. John Weisgarver. Good morning, Tamara. And uh, approaching the facility, here comes Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. <laughs> Good morning, Marianne. And then this morning we have a very special guest. The name might sound familiar, especially if uh, you've attended the gym over at Central High School because it's been named after him. We have Lee Kabuti here. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. I'm so glad you could join us this morning. This is a My treat. Honor. My honor. Our honor. Yeah. Yes, you we're know, excited. Tom, I, you know, Lee's... They think he's a pretty good basketball coach and administrator and stuff like that, but we know he's even a better gardener. So that's why we've asked him to be on the show today because I know I've learned quite a bit from him over the years. And uh, so it's just going to be fun to visit and talk about his garden, whether it's roses he and Joanne, I can't tell you how many roses they had in their backyard here in town, and whether that or he had some property on the uh, west side of Champaign and grew many fruit trees and berry bushes oh, wow. and vegetables and so we're just going to talk about everything gardening here today. Wow, that's fabulous. And and what a great expert if anybody has any questions. I, first thing I wanted to ask you Lee is how did you even get interested in gardening? I know you're a, your dad was an Italian coal miner immigrant and so but did, did you, they, you did had you to garden to survive. Were you raised on a garden? three most important things to those older titles like my dad wine was number one okay. all right. All right. so I had to help him make guy. a lot of wine so I know a little bit about the wine business all right and second is tomatoes and thirds are their wives in that order ah. <laughs> <laughs> wow but yes, okay yes I had to help wine them. tomatoes and women but right. Right. I had to help my dad, and I hated it. So <laughs> and, and what he would do when he went off to work in the mines in the morning, he'd leave a list of jobs for my two sisters and me to to get done. Well, I was a pretty good pitcher in baseball, and we had a team out there in the country and is outside of Johnson City, between Johnson City and West Frankfurt, a coal mining community. Yeah, and. Uh, so the guys on the team would come and help me, like maybe my job was to get all the grass out of the grapes, uh, and so they would help me. So he'd come home and he'd say, boy, you did all of that today? <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I got a pretty good start doing that. And then, uh, it's funny, I, I think I told Steve this, how I bought that property out there. We were going to play, uh, if you went to play Lincoln or Clinton, you went right by front of our property, and so, uh, they, the two brothers, Sumner brothers, were pounding a for sale sign on that property. And I told the bus driver, I said, stop, stop. He said, why? I said, pull over. I'm, so he pulled over finally, and I ran down there, and I said, 
what do you want for that property? And he told me that I've offered a $5,000 less. I said, we'll, we'll take it. So that's how I bought it. You, oh, were, wow. wait, you were on the way to a basketball game. Yes. That's and you have him pull over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> That's fabulous. <laughs> well, that must have been. I love yeah. it. Well, and did it have anything, any fruits or berries or vegetables on it when you started, or did you just start from nothing. scratch? No, just nothing. Uh, well, the you guy did bees. You did what everything was the appeal? out there. Yeah. Well, at first I fenced it all in, and that's. Uh, I'll show you a few minutes on these tomato plants. Was that for the deer or so, the neighbors? No, no. I went around, <laughs> run around these farmers. They used to raise cows and uh, sheep and what have you, and uh, horses. And they had a four-foot fence. Well, a lot of that fence was rolled up against the barn. And I, I said, what do you want for that fence? <laughs> so I bought enough fence to fence in the whole property and wow. the, the stakes. And then I had a lot left over. And then one day I was driving home from on Route 10, and I saw a roll of that, is it called rebar? They used to make driveways yeah, and put that fence, yeah. reinforcing put wire. That yeah. fence uh-huh. down. Yeah. Well, that's what this, uh, on this tomato, you can see, uh, you oh, can put yeah. your hand in there and pick the tomatoes Absolutely. and all. Oh, my and, goodness. Uh, what a great way. Yeah, so that's great. Use for there it. was a roll awesome. on the side of the highway. Wow. And that was that so was a I, heavy roll. Oh, you know, I couldn't lift it. So <laughs> I, I, I knew a farmer nearby, and I had him come help me get it on my truck. I thought maybe it's, you'd get the ball team. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, so I got a lot of that rebar. And then, and then if you cut it, cut it on the bottom so you got some stakes. Oh, sure. So down, then you could push it in the ground. Sure. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Make a good thing. Good idea. No, that's the perfect size for that. And plus it lasts forever. Yeah, that's right. Not live you. It <laughs> will. <me>. It will. <laughs> well, I know I've had some for 20-some years, yeah. and, uh, and there's no signs of it needing yeah. to be replaced in the next 20. That's for sure. That's great. You want me to talk about planting this tomato? Yeah, talk about all planting right. that well, tomato. First of, first some thing, of your secrets here. First thing when I would do, I'd pinch all of these off. So pinch, he, pinch so, all of the stems so, off. So Lee's taking, like, the bottom. This is a tomato plant. It's about yeah. 10 inches. All right, you plant it this deep. And he just made it look like a palm tree, yeah. folks. He took you, everything yeah. off except you, for the, the top, top tuft. All right. Yeah. You plant, and every place I pinched off becomes a root. Sure. Oh, and yeah. uh, so... Uh, I, I eat lunch with a bunch of guys on, uh, at uh, Old Orchard on Thursdays, and last year I just picked two plants, and I, when I was, I was digging them up and, or cutting them, cutting them down, but I got the roots. I dug the roots, and the roots on those two plants are about that long, and they couldn't believe it. I said, I never have to water the plants. The growth goes down. And, uh, but that's how I start. Then, after I've dug the hole, I save my eggshells, yep. and I put two or one handful of a couple eggshells, crunch them up, put two tablespoons of Epsom salt in the hole, two tablespoons of miracle Grow. Okay. And that, then you can cover it up to here. Then uh, I put, I put, put some straw over the top, because one year it, we had a frost on June the 1st. Oh, dear. Oh, June number one. Oh, dear. Cause <laughs> that's, that, that's late, folks. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I put some straw. Oh, I get, a, I get some buckets. Every plant has got a five-gallon bucket with the bottom with the bottom cut out of it. Where's that other picture? Here it is here. Okay, that's I, what I, was I at the base of that the, plant. Yep. I don't I, here, you can see the five-gallon buckets. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so cut the bottom out of a five-gallon bucket and push it down over the tomato. And then you put some straw over it. And uh, 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 in case you have a frost, your plant's growing underneath. But it's not. Then when the oh. plant starts growing, 
take that straw and move it out to the side. Then when that plant grows up and gets up to, when it, from this plant at about that deep, and when it gets up to the top of the bucket, I'm going today. You know Pete Elmer? He's a financial advisor. Okay. Well, his mother-in-law used to buy tomatoes from him. So when I retired, he said, Lee, I've got a little place. Could you come and help me plant four tomato plants? And, and I said, all right, I'll help you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make him do most of it today. So, right. <laughs> so the tomato plant now is up to the top of the bucket. Then we go, we go down there, and if there's some lower growth, pinch it off you don't want any of the leaves to touch the ground number yep. one right. okay number one and then put more straw we'll put more straw in the bucket and leave it there because when it rains that straw will contain a lot of moisture after and it'll keep help sure. keep the plant i've never watered any plant at all wow. now You're if, kidding. but if you've got some planted by your house if you put the bucket in there you just put the hose in the bucket and sure. fill the bucket up or halfway or whatever you want to do and don't put a sprinkler, which sprinkles all water on. Keep the that foliage dry. That yep. Create fungus in a hurry. Yeah. Um, so, so how much? I mean, obviously you planted tomatoes with your dad. I doubt if he did. No, he all did. this. No. Did he use eggshells? Did you learn that no. from him? No, no, I didn't. These no. are all things you've picked up over the. Time. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I learned it from somebody called in here. I don't I know. I think <laughs> you've been doing it more years than we've been on the on the show. <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, uh, my dad used to plant them. Of course, he didn't have any money in those days to buy wire or anything else. But he'd go out in the woods and and, and he'd put some good-sized trees on the end. And then he'd on the, put big, heavy branches on the side. Of the, so he, when the tomato plant grows up, he could tie them to that, okay. that cross oh, sure. piece. Yeah. And he, his tomatoes, he did well, too. But uh, That's awesome. What, what did... Uh, your family grow when you were young besides tomatoes? What other vegetables did you use? Uh, let me say about tomatoes. They would plant those Roma tomatoes, uh-huh. and they wouldn't pick those till the plant died. That's how ripe they wanted sure. them. Wow. wow. Then they'd make their own ketchup and make their own tomato sauce. They just canned everything. And uh, then uh, my dad was real big. Cobden was a big peach growing area still is and uh, okay so if you pick the peaches off the ground they give them to you for a dollar a bushel well that's the ones he made that peach brandy with you know? <laughs> sure, <laughs> of course. So, so you take take those peaches and uh i don't know if they cl- probably could clean the skin off of them but i i remember when i was a young kid before i went to school every morning i'd have to take uh, or every two mornings or whatever take the pieces of toast that were on top of that peach brandy I, I don't know what they absorbed and put new pieces of toast on the top that's funny and uh but he made some good peach brandy and then he developed something in wine making my dad was a blacksmith in the coal mine so he, uh-huh. he oh, wow. started out shooting mules, mules and horses and uh then he learned welding and all that and then he made a thing that fed on top of a barrel and it had four sides to it four wooden sides and then in the middle it had two gears about this long and you turn the handle and one gear went this way and one went this way so you poured a bushel of grapes in there and you didn't have to get in there and crush them oh that's awesome that's incredible could could make anything so if they needed something they didn't go buy it they made it yeah Yeah. absolutely 
This is Plant Experts Live at Prairie Gardens, 356-9397. And we are speaking with our special guest, Lee Kabuti. <laughs> now, Lee, I'm wondering, as you got really busy with your coaching career, uh, um, how were you able to garden on the side? Oh, I didn't Did do you? this till I retired. Oh, okay. Oh. God, I've been retired 32 years, and uh, it's hard to believe. Yes, it <laughs> and, is. Uh, but uh, I bought that property when I was still... Uh, then I worked 40 summers at the National Music Camp at Interlochen, Michigan. I was going to say, you didn't have any time in the summers either because no. you were working and out of town. I was director of the high school boys division. I in charge 350 high school-aged boys and had a oh. staff of 35. In fact, just the other day at my birthday, a guy who worked for me called me from a plane headed for the Dominican Republic from oh. Canada. <laughs> he, wow. he said, I guess you'd use your phone after the plane gets off the ground and all. I said, well, this is a first. (laughs) (laughs) Happy 93rd. That's pretty awesome. So I've I've been kind of busy in my life, and I've had had a good life. Well, but let me ask you this, because I know you and Joanne have grown so many roses, too, over the years. Did did she – so – when you were busy coaching, did she grow roses, or did she get interested in it later on, too, after you well, retired? Well, kind of both of us. We don't have that many roses anymore. And those well, cheap, but you used to have, like, uh, 30 or 50 uh, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, 30 or 40 in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. Oh that's a beauty. Oh that's cool. In fact, let me tell you something interesting. This place used to put on a, a rose show many years ago, and we had known nothing about roses at that time, shows, rose shows. Well... The night before the show, Joanne worked as a nurse at Covenant. About four nurses came by to pick up a bouquet that Joanne had fixed to take to, to some nurse who was at the hospital at Gibson City or whatever. Or, or, but anyway, so we had two roses. We didn't know which one to enter. We thought you could just enter one rose. So the nuns picked this rose. So we had a little, little help okay. on, on the show. Divine help. Divine help. So we showed up. <laughs> And people came with Pepsi cartons full of roses. Oh. And, oh, I, I, we thought you could just enter one. And so we entered the one. So Joanne went home. She said, we don't have a chance. Well, the guy from the university was the judge, head judge. And he... Uh, if it was Marv Carmelo. Maybe. So he picked out ten roses. And I called Joanne. I said, listen, your rose is one of the ten that's been picked. Oh, that's incredible. Come oh, back. That's cool. And Joanne was just walking in the door back there someplace, wasn't this big at the time, and they were putting the blue ribbon on her rose. Oh. So we got, oh, we, got a plaque, we got a plaque at home, top of rose show, Prairie Garden, so undated. And, uh, oh, but we incredible. entered one show and we went. I like that. Yeah, what are the I'd retire right, right then and there. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do you remember yeah. what variety it was? I really don't. Uh, I, kind of don't remember too many of any of them. Well, I know you favored Queen Elizabeth a uh, it, lot over it, the t- over the years. You know, in this territory, a lot of roses, you know, come from California. And uh, at one time they did. And uh, those roses, lucky to make it, they won't make it through the winter. But Queen Elizabeth's a very hardy, hardy rose. And uh, did it still sell at Queen Elizabeth? Oh, yeah. It's still, still one of the best. Very popular. Okay. Very popular. Just okay. one of the best pink, Oh, it's just clear, beautiful. Absolutely just a gorgeous. gorgeous rose. Yeah. I can see why what, it, if that was it, it would have won a, a, a blue ribbon. It's a beautiful rose. Now, I'm not familiar with it, though. Is it a hybrid tea or is it a shrub rose? What kind of rose is it? It's a grandiflora. Yeah, it's a grandiflora, yeah. And it's a, a, a double, a nice big double, with, and it's a clear pink. It's really a medium to light clear pink. It's gorgeous. Fragrance? Yeah. Nice. 
Of course, all the roses you buy at Prairie Gardens will make it through the winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. I tell you, this was this last winter was a, a brutal one for yeah. roses it again. It was brutal. And I, I remember, I don't remember how many years ago, was it five or seven years ago, we had a, a, a pretty cold snap, too, and I know you lost quite a few roses that year. Yeah. But, but uh, even with roses, I, I take those buckets that I use for the tomatoes in the wintertime, and then I, in the fall, I put the buckets over the rose and tie the roses together so the wind doesn't shake oh, them around. Oh, sure. What a great idea. And then, uh, and then fill that bucket up with, uh, with some good dirt and fill it up. And then put one of those cages that I've got for the tomatoes over it and then fill a cage full of leaves. Wow. So, there you go. But that doesn't do it. I don't know what would. <laughs> Seriously, that's awesome. That's, that's great protection. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Times 40. Yeah. So when you first started to develop that property and growing fruits, because it, you know, it takes a little while to get some fruit tree production yeah. and some berry bushes, how did you get started? How did you start to learn well, what I, to do? Well, I didn't buy those trees from you. I bought them from, uh, what's that company at Louisiana, Missouri? Stark Brothers. Stark, Stark Brothers. Brothers yep. yeah. Well, you could buy a roll of 10 fruit trees. If you bought t- 10 at a time, you get quite a bargain. Yeah. So I'd go over there with my truck. And those were little bare root trees. Then I had yeah. about 125. I planted about 125 fruit trees. Oh, oh my goodness. And uh, so uh, actually... The thing I'll never forget about pruning peaches. I read someplace where a robin should be able to fly through the peach tree and never touch anything. I think that's a like little exaggeration. Okay. <laughs> but, I like it, though. I, love I like it like a lot, but, yeah. But you got to keep it kind of open in, in the middle. And uh, No, I used to go to uh, – I, I wouldn't pick them off the ground. Uh, uh, I'd take uh, about ten bushels of apples to Arthur – Every Friday night to a place that auction. made cider. Right? Okay. Oh. And then that, uh, 10 bushels would make about close to 35 to 40 gallons of cider. Oh, gosh. Then I'd sell that in a couple of days. And uh, wow. I think at the end I was selling it for four bucks a gallon, and they were glad to sure. get it. But what I did, the secret, I had put put seven, but put about seven bushels of, of, a, of a sweet apple and then three bushels of tart apples. I didn't just pick oh. them off the ground and throw yeah. them in there. So I finally figured out a, and that, I think. That's was, a good ratio. That's a secret I think recipe. That, was, that was a good formula. Boy, it made a good cider. And I, uh, I'm tasting that chilled right now. Seriously, that <laughs> just sounds awesome. But, but really, uh, uh, and they did it very cheaply. Boy, it's, it's amazing. So, so cheap that you couldn't have had your dad's press and, uh, no. and probably done it yourself. Sometime I'd leave about four in the morning to I'd be the first one to go in line because then by the by the end of that farmer's driveway they were lined up waiting to have some apples pressed mm. clear out to the highway but wow. <laughs> out to the street out there but uh, uh, no does a lot of little tricks and whatever you do as you and as I say I really have picked up a lot of items from 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 this show oh we appreciate that. So is there any things, I'm just talking about fruits and vegetables, that you tried once and you said, I'm not going to mess with this anymore? Is there anything that you just well, wish you I, wouldn't have done? Or? Something I used to plant and sell that I don't think nobody else did was gooseberries. Ugh. Oh, I, really? I, I, I can see why. I oh. don't know, but I didn't, uh, I pruned those things. I didn't have those big bushes like most people have. And, uh, but but I, I sold a lot of raspberries, blackberries, 
gooseberries. I had a nice place out there. You had a circle drive. I don't know if you've been out there. Oh, yeah. I think you have. Long time ago. And, uh, and then uh, one time I had a hammock between two pine trees, and I had lunch, and I fell asleep, and some lady <laughs> came over and woke me up. She said, <laughs> I want to buy some raspberries right there. <laughs> so I, but but it, was, it was a nice layout to, to do a lot of things. Wow. Uh, yep. Sounds wow. like it. So any favorites then? Between all the things that you grew, I mean, would you any varieties? Any no, I, really tomatoes is 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 kind of in your blood. Yeah, you like yeah. to focus. And, uh, yeah. But I don't know, really. Today I've forgotten, uh, and really, oh, there was a guy. This is interesting. A guy came by one time, and I had six pints of gooseberries left, and he says, "Can I buy all those six pints?" I said, "Absolutely." I said, "What are you going to do with them?" Well, he said, "I'm visiting. I'm from Missouri." And I'm visiting a son that lives back in that housing addition in the back of you. And uh, he said, we're going to kill a hog. And you take the head of the pig, and there's a lot of meat in there, and you mix that with gooseberries. And I don't know if we call it head cheese or whatever they call it. Oh, uh, okay. But I, I've never known of somebody using gooseberries for uh, uh, to mix with some hog head meat. Interesting. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But you, a raccoon story. you see a lot of strange things. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Waste not, want not. I guess. I'm trying to think of a good reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> listening to plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Uh, 356-9397 with special guest Lee Kabuti. So, Marianne. Yes. Did you get anything done in your yard this week? I did an awful lot of container stuff. So Absolutely. Tell me about it. <laughs> I mean, did you new f- well, new designs? Of course, uh, you know I I'm a uh, spontaneous shopper. Never guessed that. And I when I walk <laughs> through back here, every time I walk through our garden uh, center area, mm-hmm. I see something new that I, I I haven't seen maybe an hour ago even. So mm-hmm. every time I walk through and I see something I like, I think I'm going to buy that. So at the end, well not usually the end of the day, I usually come on my day off because I'm you know. That's Fresh. just how it happens. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> Fresh may not be appropriate. Um, so, you know, I'll just buy stuff without a plan, and then I take it home, and it's sitting there on the ground, and I'm looking at it thinking, okay, that goes with that. We'll do this. And Actually, I've been pretty lucky about getting things to come together. So it's, it's, been, it's kind of fun, actually. So do it I like think that. that's cool. Are you getting the containers first and the plants later for the containers, or are you buying the plants first and the containers second? Tamara, I have containers. I have a, 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 a one-and-a-half-car garage full of containers. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of pots. That's a lot of pots. That's my kind of so woman. That's why, <laughs> that's why I, I, I'm toying with the idea of having a pot sale, and I keep telling everybody, n- not medicinal. Ceramic. Yeah. Oh. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm I'm trying to get that together too, but I'm I'm just really wanted to get um, things planted, mm-hmm. and you know the spaces where I had to I had to take trees down because of disease. I've I've gotten almost all of it together. At first, you know, it had to happen in my mind first and, mm-hmm. and visualizing things. But man, some of that stuff I've planted has come along great. So watering was part of it this week, sure, as well as the containers. And boy, so did we need that rain last oh night? Oh my gosh, gosh. that was a fabulous rain. Yeah, it was wow. great. My garden said thank you. I could hear it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I was starting to see people's lawns looking a little bit parched and dry oh, yeah. until we got that rain. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, thinking, come on. 
I think May twenty fifth. The, 25th? the that reason be? it rained was because I watered the lawn last night. Thank My husband you. said, oh, "Yeah." yeah. Oh, thank he you. said, "Oh, we appreciate it. It'll be rain for sure now." And Definitely. I thought, "Well, okay." And Sport yeah, sure enough. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can hope so for is welcome, we don't yeah. have a June first frost. Oh, um, <laughs> that would top off the year, wouldn't it? <laughs> I can't imagine that. No, I yeah. can't. Wow. The reason I know, uh, you know, when I when I retired, I lined up a lot of trips for. We wanted to go places. We didn't want to go alone. Yeah. And Joanne said, I wouldn't do that job. She said, why? I said, said people complain. I said, what do you think they've been doing about my coaching all these years? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I can take that complaint. So so we went on about, I guess, every place of ship stops in the Caribbean. We've been there. We yeah. went to Alaska. We went to Hawaiian Islands. We nice. went to Europe and whatever. But the, the day we were supposed to leave for a, a, a railroad trip, uh, it frosted the night before, so I was out there about four in the morning. To, I went out there the night before and covered. Uh, my tomatoes were already up about yay high, and I pulled some of the straw up from those buckets yeah. and put them up over the top of that. Thank goodness. And it just uh, there was just some water on the uh, on the uh, uh, straw, yeah. uh -huh. but it didn't affect the tomato plants. Oh, that's lucky. Wow. Held in a lot of ground heat. That's wow. it. That's, that's awesome. Incredible. That's kind of late. <laughs> that is good. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but this this year would that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> well, this, this has year. been a funny gardening year. I mean, yeah, we couldn't do anything forever, and then you know you get a run mm -hmm. of of what three or four weeks where there's been almost dry enough soil to work the entire time. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Like you know, see, uh, when I at my age when I was young, people depended on their gardens. Sure. To to, to live, and yeah. uh, I remember my mother sometime giving me a dime to go to the uh, grocery store and get a piece of soup bone so the butcher knock off a bone that had a little bit of meat on it and uh, for a dime yeah. and uh, then cook that all day and then throw all those vegetables from, sure. the, from the garden in there and good soup and you thought you had the best meal ever right mm -hmm. yeah. and I know at our house if uh, it, it had soup about every night with <laughs> other stuff but if you didn't eat the soup you didn't get anything <laughs> and you, you didn't get to eat, so uh, you you had to eat that soup. So I, but then I had to go to college to find out how good my mother's soup was. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And then yeah. you really appreciated it. Mom yep. was cooking. Yep, absolutely. That's yeah. right. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens three five six nine three nine seven. So we heard what Marianne has done in the garden this past week. John, Steve, were you guys busy? I was able to do some containers as well. Yay. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's something that I love to do, but uh, uh, kind of like Marianne, she did her little, I see that, I see this, I see that, I'm just going to grab it. Uh, I, I methodically take pictures of the area and my containers that, I, that I'm going to fill, and, but, you know, as you're shopping... Your mind just starts rolling and saying, oh my gosh, I really they? like that, yes. but I've never seen this and I want that. Yeah. So so basically you take it home, you set it out, <laughs> you, set, you set it out on the ground and I'm, I'm going to use this plant in this container, this one and this one, and then what else do I have that's going to go together? Yes. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's, it's... Sometimes those are the very best ones too. It's yeah, exactly. You know, you try to plan it as much as you can, but yeah. but it usually all comes together. I try to get a color, at least one color, to kind of tie things together. Yeah. But it's I think it's fun just trying to make things work. 
usually works. Yeah. Usually. <laughs> usually. Yeah, because you know the area you're going to use it, you know, whether it's, you know, super sunny or shady or whatever yeah. or in between. And mm-hmm. usually uh, it all works out. Yeah. And so you got uh, the St. Joe Garden Club having a meeting at your house later on in June? I do. No, right? it's in uh, July. I July? think it's the 23rd. It's Any pressure? No. You know what? Because, you know, y- yes, you always feel pressure. But uh, these people... Pressure uh, what? To have a gorgeous yard? They're really, yeah. they're really yeah. great gardeners, and they all get together and just to have a good time. And, you know, you always learn something from everybody Absolutely. that's there. And, and honestly, that's what your garden's for, isn't it? It's yeah. yeah. And it's your garden. It's not, you don't do it for somebody else. You know, you do it for you. Yeah. And you're it, sharing it. It's yeah. always just, a, in, you know, each place is an individual experience. Yeah. And, and uh, I've had them at my house a couple of other times. And they're just a fun group. Yeah. And yeah, it's all about sharing. And it's a good reason yeah. to get just a few more things done, maybe, or wrapped yeah, up. Yeah, just a little before bit. Before that there day. Yeah. fire under Let's, your booty. Yeah. What'd you get done, Mr. Brown? Uh, you know, like you guys, very limited time available. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was getting the rest of the tomatoes and peppers planted, some cukes planted. How um, many tomato plants have you now? Uh, only we're just waffling on 23 or 24. <laughs> I, uh, I I snapped an Abe Lincoln oh. in half, and uh, uh. when I was doing what Lee does here, and I wasn't I wasn't two handing it carefully, and I I snapped him. So oops. Yeah. We got to fill it back in, but other other than that, it's going well. We're uh, weeding and watering so much. Yeah. Uh, yes. Watering evergreen trees planted the last couple of years, <coughs> watering deciduous plants from the last couple of years because it's stinking dry out there. And again, yeah. that rain was a blessing last yeah, night it was. for sure. Definitely. And then uh, a l- little bit of container gardening, but nothing artsy like you and John have described. It was uh, take a hibiscus and plop it in a larger container, or do this or do that. But uh, baby baby though. steps, but oh, we're getting there. Yeah. I got a complaint about those hibiscus I bought from Pl- you. Please Uh-oh. do. <laughs> Lee bought five hibiscus oh, like cool. two days ago. They're all red. Now I got some from each of those. How could they all be red? I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll spray paint them for you. I can't dig them up and bring them back. Sure you can. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. <laughs> but I, were, you, were you trying to get different colors? A few different colors, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I want to give you a compliment on your grass seed. What's that? Now. We had an area back in the back that we'd had a fence up to keep the rabbits out because it got a nice fence on the sides and we had a fence in the back. But then it, it was an area there was no grass at all. So we took the fence down and leveled it off and tilled it. And we wanted to buy some sod, but it's hard to find sod to plant in a shady area. Sure. Oh, yeah, you definitely. guys don't handle it. So I think you, somebody recommended uh, that shady grass seed. Mm-hmm. So I planted that about 10 days ago and then bought some of that straw covering on the top yep. that I didn't think that grass would ever come up uh, <laughs> uh, through all that. And the grass is up about that high. Awesome. It's beautiful. Great. Now, when you, I've been watering it every, every, I didn't do it yesterday, thank God. And sure. It last night. <laughs> but uh, you got to stop watering it for a couple of days before you cut the grass or otherwise a bore. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. let me ask you about that straw well, covering. Before you, you do, let's yeah. go ahead and go to the phones okay. because we have somebody calling in. Great. Dan is standing by waiting patiently. Good morning, Dan. Hello. Hello. Good Thanks morning, for Dan. Good morning. I just wanted to uh, call in and wish Lee uh, 
happy late birthday. Um, lived right down the road from his property that was out there and used to stop and talk to him. And uh, he would he would always give me advice. I just really enjoyed uh, stopping by and, you know, looking at his garden. And he'd walk me around. And a um, couple things. One, I don't know if he mentioned it, but he also had uh, honeybees and hives out there. And he would, he would sell honey. Nice. Um, huh. And uh, <clears throat> one tip I remember he gave me, and I don't know if he mentioned it, but for planting those tomato plants... I thought this was really strange, but he would say, uh, strip off all the leaves and except for just a couple and bury that plant all the way up to just the tip when you plant it. And, uh, that would make a really strong root structure. And so, so I've been doing that ever since and it's really helped with growing the tomato plants. But, um, yeah, I really miss going by there now and just, it's, it's all empty and been sort of redeveloped. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of an end of an era because, uh, we, I used to stop there all the time and chat with him. That's cool. Anyway, just thought I'd pass that along. That's I'm me, glad Dan. you did. Thanks, Thanks for calling yeah, in. Totally. Maybe Dan Thanks. should catch up with you and your buddy planting tomatoes today, Lee. Well, <laughs> very, very kind. Appreciate the call. Yep. You Take know, while care, we'll go, you're talking about learning something, and I used to use a statement when I talked to my players: "What you learn after you know it all is what really counts." <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Got to remember that. That's great. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Robert is uh, standing by. Good morning, Robert. Good morning to all of you. Morning, morning Robert. Thank you. I have thoroughly enjoyed. This is one of my favorite shows. I would I would say. Awesome. Thank and, you. And uh, listening to Coach Kabuti and all of his wonderful experience. Um, what fascinated me was your discussion of roses. I had no idea that you had a rose show in the past. And we raise roses uh, at our property. Oh, uh, have about awesome. sixty. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! 60. Really? Wow. Maybe that's something that you could consider resurrecting. I think maybe we do need to consider resurrecting that. <laughs> so that would be one of the most exciting developments. Uh, we'd be thoroughly interested to to see that um, happen. And um, well, I just wanted to share something that um, it really made a difference this year as far as uh, overwintering our roses. Usually we uh, use mulch from the leaves that fall uh-huh. from the trees, and I ran out of leaves very early on for some reason, and um, found myself using uh, dirt, just kind of mounding dirt around the base of the uh, rose plants uh-huh. up to about six or eight inches. Well, all the roses, not all, maybe more than half, which we used the mulch, uh, unfortunately died. Wow. It was a very, very hard winter. Yeah. Uh, for the roses, but uh, the ones where we mounted dirt all came back like gangbusters. In fact, even healthier than any other year I, I can remember. That's great. Um, That's incredible. So yeah, so right it sounds to me like you'll be changing like crazy with um, twice as many shoots and and blossoms. And uh, so I'm just yeah. kind of wondering: um, is, is that a more efficient way of uh, protecting roses? Well, I think it's certainly a more dense uh, uh, protection, a dense covering over the plants than it would be if you just used a leaf mulch type of thing. And uh, it totally makes sense to me. I mean, that's what we would typically recommend, whether they're using topsoil or compost manure or mushroom compost. Or We used to sell this thing called fertile duck mulch, which was just more animal components that was uh, mulched and for roses but uh, yeah that's what we would typically do as opposed to using shredded bark or leaf compost or something like that so it makes sense yeah well you know um this is the first time we've lost climbers it was that bad and um 
So I've had to replace some of our climbers that were in the ground over 20 years. Oh, that's a shame. That's too bad. Yeah, th I mean, this is a winner that we're not going to forget for a very that's long true. time. But thank you so much. Thank you very much, Robert. Thanks for calling and, uh, in, Robert. Uh, good luck on the future Rose Show plans. Okay. <laughs> All right. I think we should make that a happen for 2019. There you go. Three five six nine three nine seven. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Back to the phones we go, where Carol is standing by. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. I have several clumps of daffodils that did not bloom this spring. I am wondering when uh, I can dig them up, divide them, and replant them. I think that might explain why I didn't see as many daffodils this spring either. So well, I would like to hear that too. That's funny, but my when bulbs my bulbs bloom better than I've ever seen them bloom. They don't get they I, and I don't I, get too tightly packed together. I, I don't. I can't explain it because I don't do anything to da my daffodils. Hardly wear out. Yeah, and get overcrowded. They're great naturalizing and, plants. And to add yeah. add insult to injury, I always cut the foliage off when. Well, it's already off. When you're not supposed to. When I'm not supposed right. to. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. So how long have they been in the area, and uh, how shaded is it? Uh, they get a lot of morning sun, and they've been there for years. <laughs> yeah, unless you've seen a steady decline in terms of the bloom count, um, I don't know if I'd be in a big hurry to dig them up or separate them, um, even if they've been there for 20 or 30 years. I, I don't know how you guys feel about Well, I, I think you're... Uh, I, why would I agree with Steve? But I do. Let's just cut it off right now. <laughs> I, I think it's one of the bulbs that you really don't have to mess with almost ever. It's kind of like peonies. You know, you don't have to mess with them at all for a very long time. So I probably wouldn't unless it just I just needed to have daffodils in different parts of the garden or something. And with that said, you, you want to do it after the, the foliage has gone down to the ground by itself. Not, not when I take it down, but when it actually deteriorates and, and lays down. That's the time to start digging them. But I, I think I'd really think twice about digging them out myself. What about you, John? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I would either, but uh, I might think about adding some uh, fertilizer. Oh, yeah. You know, to replenish the... Good thinking. Yeah. Right. What would you put Feed in? Feed them a little like bit. bone meal or bone meal, compost? Or compost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And just hope next year is better. Yeah. And then if and if it's not, then maybe I'd consider... And, you know... If you've got a lot of extra time and you just want to do it, go for it. But to me, it sounds like I don't know that you'll make much of a difference, uh, and I just don't know that it's necessary. I think if daffodils decline over time, it's more because an area grows and develops around it, and it just becomes more shaded and more shaded and more shaded mm. over time yeah. than yeah. it does right. the fact that the bulbs have worn out or become too crowded or anything. Okay, fine. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling in, Carol. 356-9397, plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. Well, good morning, Liz. Thanks for waiting patiently. Good morning. How are you? Um, my, my husband, uh, Dick, and I used to stop by and visit with Lee, and um, he used to tell us all about the bees, and uh, I we just enjoyed that so much, and, of course, we bought uh, things, um, fruits and vegetables from him and honey, and uh, we just enjoyed our, our friendship with Lee so much. That's awesome. I can see why. Seriously. He has such a great personality. And, so and many fun stories. Like crazy. Yes. And his wife does, too. I've been friends with her for years, too. So. That's great. Thanks, Lee. Wonderful. Did I ever tell you 
Let me tell you what she thought of me when I first met her. Uh-oh. Uh, I was coaching in Heron, and we had, a, we had a good team, and they'd have a tournament with Marion, Heron, Johnson City, and West Frankfurt, and they hadn't won that thing in five or six years. And we won it on a Friday night, and we had a date with, I had a blind date with her on a Saturday. And she got home, and her grandma asked her, said, what do you think of the new coach? Said he's the most egotistical, <laughs> all adjective, negative adjective she could think of. Said, I hope I never see him again. <laughs> so I didn't make a big hit that first night. Oh, well, we learned to love him. <laughs> you bet. Thanks. That's good, Liz. Thanks for your nice comments. Thank uh, you. Yeah, Liz, thank you so much for calling in. That was great of you. We appreciate it. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens, 356-9397. Today we have a special guest, Coach Lee Kabuti. Hey, we've got, uh, we're open until 7 o'clock tonight again. Good. And tomorrow is normal hours, 9 to 6. And then Sunday, I'm sorry, Monday on Memorial Day, we're open 8 to 6. Okay. And so plenty of plant material. We've been loading up all week. Marianne has the perennial area. Finally. Stuffed. I mean, it's, wow, it's great. It's, yeah. There's yeah. still some really nice cone flowers on yeah. sale for five ninety-seven yeah. for half-gallon pots. There's every category, every genus yep. is just full out there right now yep. on the perennial area. Trees and shrubs are looking good. John's got so much color inside the Cravo with the annuals. It's beautiful. unbelievable. In fact, it's like crazy color. Crazy colors. Crazy. In fact, mm-hmm. there's some uh, some six packs of annuals that are coming in here or thinking they're going to get here about 9 30 i'm following the text so hopefully by 10 <laughs> o'clock we'll have them down but there'll be full flats of 36 plants for 1198 wow. wow and then mention uh, the red white and blue petunias yeah there's some red white and blue petunia flats out there yep. for 697 that is a bargain yeah, yeah. It totally. is a bargain. a bargain. It is. And they're moving through quite well. But whether it's in the vegetable area uh, with the Chef Jeff line or we've got a lot of the Sean Williams heirloom tomatoes and peppers out there, a great selection of that with introductory season prices on those too. So some really neat plants to pick up. Herbs are stuffed. Yes. Uh, literally every category. Yep. You, you wouldn't be thinking, okay, oh, I missed anything. It's after Mother's Day. You haven't missed a thing. Nope. No. Not this year. Not at all. Nope. And if you're heading to the cemeteries, you have some beautiful memorials yeah. available. It's been the second busiest part of the of the store this week. Really? Obviously, besides the garden center. Right. Because I mean, uh, they just do a tremendous job yes, they do. Of, of making these memorials, and we'll sell them well all the way through Monday for sure. Okay. And they've maintained a, a tremendous selection. In fact, they've been producing more this week as needed. Oh, we're out of this color and this size yeah. or this style or whatever. So That's great. Pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Let's go back to the phone lines where Faye has called in. Good morning, Faye. Good morning. Uh, I have a question on Mother's Day. I got a lavender patio tree. Can I plant that outside? Is it just a topiary lavender herb? Yes. Or is it? Yes, you can. It might not like you this winter. Uh, it may or may not overwinter in the winter. John, Marianne, you That's, I, w- I would that? I would agree with that. It probably won't. Uh, uh, so enjoy. Enjoy it during the season. Yeah. You know, lavenders are, 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 are kind of neat, but they really need really sharp drainage. They, they need really a lot of sun. They don't want to sit in water at all. But as a topiary, it's even more tender that it's probably grafted, don't you think? I probably. would think so. Um, so that graft union is going to be a, a little more sensitive. Unless you could do something like Lee does to protect 
this tomatoes and roses, you know, maybe a double thing around it might work, yeah. but then it might not like the moisture that that um, keeps. But, um, uh, you know, just sinking the pot in the ground might work. You could pull it out. And then, then bring it in and protect it. Yeah. In the and and there's different varieties of lavender. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's different varieties of lavender, too. Some are a little bit more winter hardy, and even they're temperamental around here. And then often it's more of a florist type thing. You'll see some varieties that are even less winter hardy here. Um, and so there's a good chance that's what it is. So bring it in and put it is. in the dark for the winter or what? Not dark. Uh, you could go one of two routes. I'd probably go for that, some bright indirect light, cool, maybe a state of semi-dormancy, if I will. Yeah, if you uh, have an unheated garage maybe. Yeah, something yeah. like that if you could. That'd probably be my first choice. Uh, I'll try that, that then. Thank awesome. you. Oh, good. Thanks for calling in, Faye. Well, this has been a great show. And, yeah, Lee, totally. I so appreciate you joining us this morning. That was incredible. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, much. so much. Thank I was a little, much. little afraid. I thought if you talked basketball or something, I know something about. That was our fallback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, yeah. You've been listening to Plant Experts live at Prairie Thanks, Gardens. Lee. With you, Plant Experts, Steve Brown, Marianne Metz, Don Weisgarver, and today's special guest, Coach Lee Booty. I'm Tamara McDaniel. Our executive producer is Jim Lewis. Stay tuned for Saturday Sports Talk up next with Steve Kelly and Lauren Tate here on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. And remember, if you go to prairiegardens.com or even stop by the store, become an I Belong member and get an extra 10% off on Tuesdays. Have a wonderful Memorial Day weekend, everyone. <laughs> Love your outfit. How do you do it? <laughs> Stop it. It's... No, really. Well, I get it all at Prairie Gardens. Did you say Prairie Gardens, the garden store? Oh, they've always been more than just gardening. You'll find new boutique